Hi, everyone, and welcome to Strive's How You Lead Matters podcast, where we talk about everything leadership. From tapping into your motivation to filling yourself with grit, we're here to support you as you discover the character-driven leadership in yourself and those around you. I'm Tiff Lockridge. And I'm Jared Smith. And welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to Strive How You Lead Matters podcast. Today, we have an awesome and very special guest to Strive Community and everything. Hi, Jared. What's going on? How you been? What's up? What's up? What's up? Nothing much. Uh, you know, another day, another dollar. All right. Uh, you know what's interesting about this statement? Somebody the other day, I was at the gas station pumping gas and I struck up a conversation with a gentleman. And he was like, yeah, it's more like 50 cents nowadays. And I was like, ha, I might have to, uh, I'll remember that one. Right, right, right. Absolutely. We have today a wonderful guest and it's Shannon, Coach Shannon. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited about today. We appreciate you being here and having availability to talk with us. And I'm really, really excited for you to share a lot of different things. Um, but first and foremost, let me go ahead and just start it off like we always do with everyone and ask them the question, what does leadership mean to you? You know, what does it look like to you? How does it feel to you? And from there, of course, we're going to dig straight into sports challenge because this is something that we are definitely excited for. So let us know, coach. I think first and foremost, leadership is a service. Um, it's helping others and being that person that you want others to be for you. I taught um, leadership skills at a high school for about 10 years, and I brought many of those lessons to my team. And they come in a variety of shapes and sizes, but overall, it is being the best version of yourself while helping others. I love it. In addition to that, tell us a little bit more about what you do or what you've done, what you currently are doing now. And um, of course, later on, we'll get to any future plans, any goals for the 2023 year. My true passion was teaching and coaching. I played basketball in college. I worked at Sports Challenge for about five years in the early 2000s. And I coached basketball at my alma mater as well as taught leadership skills and business there. And I actually, ironically, I'm back coaching at my alma mater. This is my second year coaching the varsity program. So they wanted me to rebuild, not the skill, not the program itself on the court, but the culture, get the numbers back up and kids wanting to be a part of the basketball program. Wow, rebuilding. That's you hit something there. I I, I appreciate that. We're gonna dig it more into that. Um, you mentioned sports challenge and you being a coach for all of the I mean, you have weight under your belt, Shan. I'm just you know, just put that out there. Um, so once again, you know all the listeners, if you haven't picked it up already, this is one of Strive's own, you know. And these are people that we prize, you know. We 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 love to hear more stories about sports challenge, but like what was so important uh, about sports challenge to you? You know, what was one of the most things that you've gotten out of the experience or um, from leading it or even just participating in it? Were there moments where you were able to learn too uh, with sports challenge? Oh uh, yes, most definitely. I, I was jotting down some notes and um, yeah, you grow as a person, as a coach, as an athlete, as anything, but a couple of descriptors, I would say it's amazing 
It's challenging. It's fun. It's supportive and motivating all in one. And I think those adjectives describe a coach's vantage point or opinions as well as a student athlete's um, because the coaches, we become our own little community as, and we help these student athletes individually and help them become a community. The best thing about it is that it's a safe place. The kids don't know what to expect when they get there. And it's a safe place to step out of your comfort zone and actually learn who you are, gain confidence. You see kids walk in, head down, kind of uncertain. And by, you know, even halfway through the nine days, they're leading the cheers, they're organizing a team, they're picking people up. Um, it's when they find that voice and that confidence. That's the best part about Sports Challenge. Wow, and I've never experienced it. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss the mic to, to Jared because uh, this is something that every time we kind of like hint on it, we scratch the surface on different pods that we've already had. And this one is, it's always different. Like I'm always hearing something different. However, it, it has, every everyone has like a common denominator about the betterment of the self, whether it is yeah. personally um, character building or even simply skill-wise. It's mm -hmm. just everyone is always seeing some evolvement and some growth. And the fact that you said that sports challenge for you, it was motivating and supporting. And that is amazing to have that balance. I love it. Jared, like, can you kind of like, did memories go back in your head as she was talking a little bit? Yes, yeah, so a couple of things definitely jumped out. First, it was the fact that you might be one of, well, not one of, but it's not a lot of individuals we have on the podcast that have gone through a sports challenge. So it, it, it's kind of in like multiple sports challenges at that. So it's kind of great to have another pool of knowledge to jog memories, like you said. And I, I feel I'm grateful for this moment in to be able to talk to you about sports challenge, but I think even deeper, which I am really interested from a coach's standpoint is the things that were taught that you've learned and that you, you know, again, taught others during the sports challenge uh, sessions, those nine days, intensive days, being able to bring that to your own team. What were some of those things that you transitioned into your own team that you found really worked, or like you said, you're now in your second stint at back at your high school. What were some key things you're like, all right, day one, this is what I'm gonna to try to do. How did that rebuild of the program that you once left it, how did that look? And, and what was your thought process going through it? But yeah, very much how did it look at that rebuild stage? Great question. We're still in it. <laughs> um, uh, real quick, Jared, I'll answer all of that. I just got down some notes. What? When were you at Sports Challenge? So my last Sports Challenge was either 2017 or 2016. I think it okay. was 2016. But okay. I mean, my first one, I mean, three years or four years before that, uh, 2012 or 2013, one of those three. Okay, okay. perfect. Gotcha. And I was there probably from 2004-ish to 2009-ish, I'm thinking. Okay. And I was a coach, director of the girls' basketball program. And then I ran all of Sports Challenge for a year. Um, um, the whole thing with Jaren Costa. 
Yeah, well, I don't know about that. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> so, um, okay, cool. So what are the, some of the things, it's funny because as something I'm passionate about, I felt like I taught my kids some leadership skills and some ways to overcome some obstacles my own way. But I went to sports challenge and they kind of connected the dots for me. And one of my favorite things that we use um, back in the day and still right now while the rebuilding is the mistake ritual. I think the mistake ritual is amazing, right? And the more I've even taught people. So real quick, mistake ritual is we all make mistakes. It's inevitable, but what are we gonna do after it? Okay, how are we gonna bounce back? And as an old school Jeremy Edwards would say, it research shows that you need an action to get rid of it. So whether it's brush it off or flush it down the toilet wow. or slap your, you know, slap your leg, we had an action and we had some team meetings at the beginning of the year, I would explain it. And when we first started doing it, the kids would decide, decided what the action was. So my first stint at Cox High School, uh, it was brush it off. Okay. And ironically, brush it off is still what we use now. Okay, that's what they chose. I wasn't telling them what to do. So they had some buy-in. And, uh, and it was good. And I'll admit, more, some kids use it more than others, but probably 75% of them use it regularly. And uh, in my first stint, I had some kids come back. They were watching a tennis match, you know, of somebody. It might have, I forget who it was. But they saw the athlete always hit their leg, you know, if they made an error. And we, so we had that conversation. It was interesting that they engaged and started that conversation with me. Was that something like a mistake ritual? Cause it was a physical action and they only did it after they made a mistake. So the mistake ritual for me is huge. Um, another thing that I use consistently with the verbiage of sports challenge is circle of control. Circle of control. I like the diagram and splitting it all up. Um, and we always talk about, worry about what you can control, but when they can see that visual, I didn't have that visual prior to learning it and or teaching it at Sports Challenge. So those are two of the things. One big thing from it, I think is huge. We might not win every game, but the culture, right? Sports Challenge, we, we all get back, the coaches, and I'm sure some of the student athletes when they talk to each other, and they've got stories to tell and that nobody else is a part of. And that's the best time. We're on the struggle bus on the court, but we're doing a lot of things off of the court and on bus rides and stuff like that. And the culture and the friendships and the relationships that my kids have built with each other, to me is what's going to last them in the life lessons, is going to last them through the years, as opposed to what the score was in our game last night. I don't know if this is a sports challenge thing, but I'm also big with building that culture and keeping them competitive and challenging them by doing different activities during practice. So mm -hmm. we should be working on our basketball game 24 seven, but with girls, sometimes you need to take a basketball out of their hand for them to take a deep breath, get better, maybe have some fun. Um, because the little things of communicating with each other, we played, Matt kickball the other day in practice as a warm up, <clears throat> and they were loud. They were talking. They were competitive. They were fierce, um, and they got to see a side of each other that we don't always see with the basketball in our hand because we're lacking confidence. 
Um, and like when there's days that I do some team building activities randomly, uh, they love it. They love it. And so others get to gain confidence in somebody that might not be on the court all the time, but they learn about their teammate and they learn to trust them. Right. So those are little tidbits. It's not all about the basketball, the soccer ball, the football, you know, those skills. It's the intangibles that help us make become a better team and people. Right. I think that's very important because a different leadership skill out of a person can arise or be seen by others when you're doing other things. So that's the most important. And I can, I'll give an example, I guess, about myself is me and my friends, we love going to play pool. Now, I do not have the patience or the time of day for a game like that for some reason. I can't, I, I have my days. I have my days where I feel like 23 and everything's just going in and I can't miss, but the vast majority of them, I stink it up. But that's not who I am when I play another sport, basketball, golf, soccer. Like I can hold my own, I would say against the average Joe to whatever collegiate player, whatever. But when it comes to the pool table, I'm just very different. And I think the things that my friends have noticed and what I personally have noticed is when it comes to patience and taking in my time and slowing down, you have to really calculate the pool shot because you only get one shot. Basketball is continuous. Where in soccer, it's not as continuous, but you know, you're kicking around the ball and you can get it back again. Pool, it's 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 kind of one and done, like golf, it's one and done too. So you really have to take your time and focus on it. Like you said playing the kick mat ball different things can come out whether it be another sport or another activity arts and craft cooking maybe one of your teammates is really good at cooking and you wouldn't know that if a coach or an individual hasn't invited invited them over to do an activity like that so um, for the coaches out there listening and the teammates make sure you're switching it up to find out what people are good at and do more than just a conversation because the conversation is only halfway there. That reminded me of um, when Shannon started talking about from the coach's perspective was I continue at this time coaching volleyball and it brought me back to a memory in high school where my coach, she had us play soccer and I didn't understand why. Like, I was like, yo, we're not doing this right now. This is not the sport. Like, I don't have time. So I I was one of those athletes that like, you know, I was so focused on growing and just getting better. And I didn't want to waste no time on the court. But one of the issues that she's seen us have was like our feet. We just had to be, the re reaction had to be quicker. And in order to do that, like she just bought in uh, soccer and long story short, I ended up playing soccer for five years after that because I loved it. Um, but as coach Shannon, I, like as you're sharing that, I'm thinking back at um, you stating like you're coming into your coaching realm, not necessarily to like recreate, you know, anything that was already there, but you had to like rebuild some things, you know, and, and develop and, and refine some things mm -hmm. as a coach. What is that like? What does that look like? Because back in my days of experiencing coaching and leadership, it was all about goal setting. Like it was all about set a goal and work towards it and you'll see your progress now the culture as you say now it's different the culture of coaching and the culture of sports is different to the point where 
we're not really looking at that setting a goal and then aiming to get there. Yes, we do. You know, like I feel like in retrospect, it kind of is there, but we're, we're, we're looking at the in-between process. So what did you end up doing as you came in back in to coaching um, to help rebuild? Did you automatically have goals in mind to set that you wanted to reach and accomplish and have the whole team be on the same board? Or was it more so of a different approach, more like like habit creating instead? Um, anything of that sort, could you share a little bit more about that coaching experience and also coming back in to like rebuild, what was that different approach for you? Yes. So you said two words that really stick out. You said process um, a few minutes ago, what the process was. And then you also said habits. And as I've, through my experience, through my age, um, have learned, I always set goals, right? As a player, I wanted X amount of points, X amount of assists, yeah. X amount of turnovers on the low side. Um, and coaches were always like, oh, we're going to hit this many wins you know, all of that kind of stuff, or a district championship, all of that. So as players and for teams, when I was playing, it was very, very black and white. And we achieved them. And people will also like now people will set a goal because they want to run a race, right? And they'll train for the race. Um, whereas after that race, now, I'll train. And then what do I do after the race? Oh. I don't work out. I eat bad. I don't pay attention to those things. So with this team right now, we have yet to set a goal, okay? Um, we have not set a goal. We talk about being proud of ourselves every day when we walk off that court and that we're improving every single day. So that's a little hard to gauge, right? Um, but we have goals within our drills. So we might do a full court shooting drill. And we started the season for four minutes, we got 40 shots and 40 makes. And we're up to like 72 now, okay? If we don't make what well, we hit our 72, we've got some push-ups to do, okay? So there is something we're striving for. So we have smaller goals within practice, but not huge goals. And if we beat the 72, we've gotten better. We've made some, and it also, makes practice competitive and more intense and includes everybody. I picked up a book. It came out a couple of years ago. It's called Atomic Habits by James Clear. Have you heard of it, read it? And I'll admit I am only halfway through. And he talks about getting 1% better and every day, 1% better every day. And as we get 1% better, we're now creating good habits, right? As a kid, we, um, we were taught to brush our teeth morning and night, right? So now we've got the habit of doing that. Well, why do we do it? Because we want our, we don't do it because we like it. We do it because we like the way our mouth feels and tastes afterwards, right? But that habit was created early on. So if we can do one small thing every day, we will get 37% better at the end of the year. He has the, the math in the book. The issue with this is, and many people do this, oh, I want to lose some weight. We're not patient enough 
Yes, agreed, right? So we do it. I we pointed do it. We to don't myself, see. just to let y'all know. I pointed to myself. <laughs> right. We all do it, right? We're not patient enough. If, I, if I'm on the court and I want to get a better shot and my goal is to make 50 out of 100 free throws, you know, or 80 out of 100 free throws, I'm only making 50. I might stop doing it. Well, no, it's in the practice. It's in the repetition. Are you out there shooting every day for 10 minutes? That's the new goal. Create the habit then your numbers numbers were, will improve. Why are we so set on this goal? I hit it and then we're done. As opposed to, I wake up every morning and I want to drink a cup of water before I do anything, before I have my coffee, before anything, because that's a good healthy habit. If I do that every day, I in turn, hopefully, will eat healthier, feel better, et cetera, right? But there's no... I want to lose X amount of pounds. Uh, it's a very, very good read. And it talks about good and bad habits and helping creating habits to achieve what we want to achieve. Instead of having these huge, huge dreams and huge, huge plans every day, just do a little bit every day so, we can, so you can achieve it. And you will see the results. And it will become a habit, not a dreadful, oh, I've got to do this. So... It's so much information and I'll admit, I read pages over and over and it's underlined left and right in here. Um, but I like the process that he talks about. And as a coach teaching kids, sports or just being a mentor to them, good habits help would help us day in, day out, not waste time, right? Have more free time, life is hectic. If I had better habits, I could probably um, get things done better and more efficiently as opposed to just continuously thinking about them and or dreading them. So we definitely talked about this before on the channel where, or on the podcast about uh, obtainable goals and how mm -hmm. to make your goals obtainable. It's by making them measurable. And it all comes into the journey when you look at it. You know, I think another culture shift or a shift that people have had Yes, there's been the overall overarching black and white goals, but then the way you get to those goals. And that's the journey portion of what we're talking about here. So making sure that those goals within the journey are attainable and measurable. Go ahead. I'm yes, sorry about that. Yes, and I'm all about that measurable, right? Because we can't always just shoot for the gray. So I think the goal, I wanna become a better shooter. I wanna shoot a hundred shots. I think it's, I want to become a better shooter. I go out there and I shoot by myself for 15 minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. Um, I think it's something like that, right? It's having a morning routine. Is it drink your cup of water, do 10 push-ups, do 10 squats, start your day. Those are little things that that's measurable. Okay. It's as opposed to, I want to lose 25 pounds. I can check off the list that I drank my water. I did my 10 push-ups, I did my 10 squats, and I'm seeing some type of success, right? And in turn, hopefully feeling better. And same thing with the, the shooting. And then within those 10 minutes every day, we can have shorter goals, right? Shoot 10 free throws, make eight out of 10, whatever it might be. Those are great examples and I really do appreciate it. Because like you said, with those goals, making them even more attainable, like you can even get down to the nitty gritty. Within those 10 minutes of free throw shooting, I want to have perfect form to make eight of those shots. 
or at least for eight of those makes, I want my form to be perfect for. And what does that, you can break it down to the molecular level of whatever you want to consider it with people. It's just, you have to make sure those goals are obtainable. And to think about the goals with inside of the goal, bringing it back to a team outlook is to make sure that the players themselves are doing these obtainable goals. What does that look like? Maybe less dribbling, maybe more swinging the ball to the opposite side of the court. Maybe hitting a head on a fast break and not trying to dribble out of a double team. That's how you break it down. Sorry for the basketball references, soccer references, looking to make sure the man is not on, making sure not passing the ball to double coverage for basketball or for soccer and football references, things of those of those natures. That's how you break down on keeping your turnovers within a reasonable aspect and talking about it with your teammates or your teammates and or your players saying, you know, how can we do this? And I think that was another big moment for me is during my time at Sports Challenge, the players themselves coming up with the answers. So redirecting those questions, how can we cut down on turnover, Joel, in, 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 a, in an earnest and honest form? And going off of those things, because players aren't dumb, they know what they need to do. Well, I it can be easily obtained. The answers can be easily obtained through some individuals and they know what they need to do. Others need a little bit more of a push in the right direction. For the greater generation and population, people know what they need to work on. So getting them and getting that to fruition is something that uh, coaches and teammates can do. Just asking the simple questions of how can we get better? Yeah, Jared, that point of asking the kids feedback as opposed to just talking at them and you get a nod from them you have no idea if they understand right and if you know somebody fully understands if they can verbalize it or teach it to somebody else so i'm a big believer also in that discussion we'll we'll get to practice today and um questions thoughts comments is how i end every huddle so we'll talk at the beginning of the game i want their feedback from last night um, good, bad, and different, you know, because they do have a voice. And I'll admit one of my struggles with them, I'll tell them to go to the high post and they don't go. Like, I need some assistance and input from them as to how I can help communicate or explain or connect with them a little bit better. Um, because we don't always have the answer. And if we think we do, um, we're not helping our kids or ourselves. So I definitely think we need to hear um, from them. I like that. It's it's, it's shouting out um, inclusion. I know you mentioned that word earlier as well. Um, when 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 we're doing habit forming and developing that instead of not instead of and um, reaching and goal setting, it's it, it's a way to reach uh, each player at any skill level, and it keeps the team together. It keeps the team on the same page, regardless of the different dynamic of skill. It it keeps everyone at a level where, like, what can we do? Like you said, what can we do collectively in order to reach a goal? It's now downscaling from that big view to, like, individually, how can I improve on myself showing up to practice every day, being on time to the point where my actions will now be exemplary. My leadership is now becoming exemplary to the next to the next player, to my next peer, 
who's also picking up my actions. And I love how we're all talking about, like Shannon, you keep putting it back towards action. Physically, goes back to sports challenge, doing that physical thing in order to get yourself to see that next growth level of growth. And I, I love it. It's something that um, I feel like I'm, I'm a, I feel like you're my coach right now, Coach Shannon, <laughs> because I, I am learning so much. Let's go, Tiff. Let's go play. It helps me understand. And I feel like so in the mirror right now when you were saying not talking at your players as a coach and even as self. Don't talk at yourself either when you want to make progress, personal progress. It's more so those smaller steps, being lighter, kinder on yourself and as a team to say, what can the, what are the small steps that we can do that makes sense that we're able to do, putting that one foot in front of the other and making sure that we can actually see some type of growth. I love that. Trust me, I'm grabbing that book. Come on here. Yeah. I'm grabbing it and I'm definitely going to be like, all right. We're going to reach that goal of communication on and off the court, but like, let's just start talking about having little powwows, you know, have a little heart to heart to something circle time or something like that. Yeah, exactly. And Tiff, you're so right with the communication, right? I find, I feel that our job as a coach, yeah, is to win some games and play basketball, but we're teaching these kids life skills to help them as they get older. And so if we can help them, give them their voice, if your kids are quiet, or shy, that's okay. They'll soon learn to trust and learn how to use their voice. And nowadays with this technology thing and texting and, you know, they don't have to use their voice as much. They don't even have to call to order pizza like we did back in the day, you know? Um, so I think that's crucial. And it's funny with the talking, even I had them play ultimate Frisbee, something else, you know? And it's amazing. It's not basketball. So they talked nonstop. Um, they didn't know ultimate Frisbee, but, and it's still correlated to basketball skills, right? Cutting, pivoting, so forth, working together. So yeah, there's little things that we can do and that they have fun with. They don't even realize that they are learning. Communication is the number one skill that I think our kids are lacking right now. Well, Coach Shannon, I have, a, I have another question for you. I want to know what are some of the things you're looking forward to in your own personal season with your athletes, your student athletes? So I will say this time coaching, I have my own children. So I've got a four-year-old and a seven-year-old and did not have them last time coaching. So it has been awesome to have them a part of my program and on the sideline, dribbling a ball, like my players love them and vice versa. So that's been very cool to see and to have my kids see me in a different world, you know. Um, another goal for us, for me, season's almost over now. I think we, I want to see us do some of the things that we're working very hard. We're getting better. And unfortunately, our record doesn't show it. So for the girls' confidence, I would love them to be able to get a couple more W's on the board. Um, and I don't use that word with them. I don't at all. And we don't talk about the other team often. We talk about us and things we can control and things we can do um, and the intangibles. So I'd love to have that happen. And one thing I think we've done very well is, like I said, my team is tight. Um, they get along. They are, it's a diverse group and they're learning about each other. I've had them over to the house. We're doing activities. So I want to continue that because 
with uh, many of them didn't play some sports during COVID. And now we've, we've taken some different athletes and they're not all basketball players. So I think the culture that I've created for them or that we've created, I haven't done it, we've created for them and that will continue in the future for this program. I'm looking forward to seeing how that develops. That's, that's solid. That's a good focus as well going into the season. When you want to see different results, you got to do things differently, right? And I, I love how your, your children was able to help you have a different approach to coaching. Um, like, who says that? Like, that's amazing. It's amazing and to include your children, your family. Like, let's go. It's, it's fun. It's fun. And Tiff, I'll say something. I thought about it when you spoke last and just now. We're always learning, right? Me, yeah. you. I, I hope I teach my kids to always be a learner. And the other day, I had a phone call for work during practice, last minute. So the, J, the boys JV coach took over my practice for a half hour. And we run one of the same offenses, and it's just a different voice, where his demeanor is much more calm. He's patient. He does one rep at a time. He'll stop and he'll teach. And he threw a couple new drills at them. And so when my call was over, I come on the court. And I'm like, Kyle, keep going. You're doing great. Because they were hearing the same things that me and my assistant have been telling them but it was from a different voice, a different manner in saying it, and through different drills, right? Because we can't always, I mix up drills all the time, but still other coaches have different things, you know? And it was probably, it was, I let him go for 45 minutes. It should have just been 20 and he stayed with us for 45. And I think the girls gained a lot from it. I gained a lot from it, not being, scared or to invite that other voice into your program is was very beneficial so on our other podcast with uh will will lesnar um great great interview if you haven't listened to it everybody please go listen to it uh, we talked about the phillies and we talked about that move um putting rob as the manager and just the difference in demeanor and how that ball club ended up going to the World Series because of just a shift in management. And to let the people know, sometimes bringing a different voice to switch it up, a different personality to connect with a different side and for people to see a different side. You know, sometimes you need to get a little silly in practice or on the vice versa, you got to get a little stern in practice so people know that you're serious. So find ways to do something different if you're looking for different results. Uh, even I would say if you're looking to maintain results too. So being able to do those things and to captivate that skill section of inviting somebody else in might be something you want to try for the coaches and players listening out there. And it keeps it motivating for the kids, right? It's not the same old, they don't know how practice is going to start. Like I don't do the same drills at the beginning of every practice. Granted, repetition is good, but monotony becomes just, you know, so I agree. Just keep them motivated. See, I'm learning again. There we go. It's a balance thing. Like, you know, there's a huge difference of having that repetition, getting the consistency out of them, and then over, over spilling that time. 
um, and then now it's becoming something else, you know, and it's, it's, it's almost like someone had given you an invitation and you overstay your welcome. <laughs> now we're not hosting a one day party. Now we're <laughs> overnight possibly. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it, it, it's giving in that feel for real. And I really think like sports challenge um, is able to capture that good very, very well. The diversity of voices and most importantly, the skills. It's not just always basketball. It's not going to be always soccer, you know? So get uncomfortable and stretch yourself, get yourself ready. And then even if you've been running so much, calm it down and start getting, learning how to focus to control the ball. And that's one thing that basketball will teach a soccer player is how to control the ball, whether it is with your feet or even with your hands. It's all about making sure that you're keeping your own bubble space in a parameter so that way you can execute a pass, execute a, a shot, a score, whatever the case is, is all speaking of good levels. And I'm only saying that because these are the stories that are being told. So once again, I'm excited for Sports Challenge. And I keep looking forward to it because I keep hearing these great gems that keep dropping. I like how Sports Challenge can bring in that fun aspect, but still keep that competitive culture to the point where it is refining athletes and also improving of the self. Like, it's just dope. It's so dope, so dope. And it is coming back, right? Sports Challenge is back this summer? We're back. Yes. Good. What was your favorite Sports Challenge moment? Oh, that's a good one. There's a lot of them. So the word... I want, I want that first one maybe not the first one the second one the one or the two that popped it because you had it right away I saw <laughs> yeah. well I, I, I was pausing because the first one is and we've got a picture of it we we're all um it was the day I think they went home the kids went home that day it was the fourth of July and the coaching staff uh went out to dinner and then the fireworks happened at the end and we were all standing at the curb at the shopping center right outside of the restaurant and arm in arm. Someone's got a picture taken kind of from the ground up of all of us. And oh, it's blurry. There's no one really doing anything except for looking up, but with our arms around each other, it was a perfect final ending to a, well, we're there for about two weeks, right? With the training and everything. About yeah. two weeks of hard work, getting to know each other, um, pushing boundaries, taking risks, and helping student athletes become the best versions of themselves. So it's pretty rewarding and tiring at the same time. That would be my best one. But in the midst, there's a ton of laughs. There's a ton of vitamins early in the morning, pompines in the cafeteria. So, but people, it's all about the people. Pompine, I love it. I think I told my Pompine story on the on the pod before, so y'all can go find that. But we I'm love smiling her. hard because you're just smiling ear to ear as she's talking, and I'm like, this got you back down memory lane. <laughs> because it, it really is like that, and I think a couple years, I think we even had Fourth of July. We ran after Fourth of July too, or it was during it was during it. So the coaches did something special, like got some fireworks, water ice, all that good stuff. Some kid never had water ice before, or they, they called it, what is the other weird people call it? Not water ice, gelatos or icy, I don't know, icy. something else. I'm from yeah. Philly, we go water ice. So like, yeah, I, all I can say is I'm looking forward to it. I hope everybody else is looking forward to it. Please, if you don't know how to get in contact about Strive and Sports Challenge, leave a comment, send an email to us. It's 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 our information is there you can look us up so yes 
program has been around for such a long time. And as Coach Shannon said, it's just amazing. And I don't know if you want to say anything else about it, Coach Shannon, but please take the floor if you want. Yeah, Sports Challenge is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, I think. I love it because it is the whole self. It's not just the basketball. It's not just the soccer. It is the athlete, the person with the leadership classes and psych classes, as well as vitamins, teaching healthy habits. And again, which we haven't discussed and go on and on, is the diversity of the student athletes there, right? And so getting to know people from other cultures, other backgrounds, that is an unbelievable experience and a skill that I wish more kids had, right? We all don't come from the same place or the same country. I think the one year I was there, nine countries were represented, you know, in 30 some states. So just learning about other areas and people from other areas is crucial. So sports challenge, yes, it is. Take the risk, go for it. You won't be disappointed. I love it. I love it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, all of our listeners. Thank you so much, Coach Shannon, for sharing um, your stories, your experiences, and also dropping gems and giving us resources that are valuable and, and things that we definitely need and that are tangible to our growth, both personally and also performance-wise in any space that we're in, whether it's sports-related, business-related, community leadership, anything, you name it. Thank you so much, Coach Shannon, again. And, you know, we look forward to hearing more from you for 2023. And um, definitely just best of luck and best of wishes to your team this year. Cool. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy to be chatting with you guys. Yes, it's always a pleasure. Thanks, Jared, for always sharing your stories and being on. Continue to follow us. Continue to listen along with us. You can either follow us on YouTube, Strive How You Lead Matters, or even on the podcast, Strive How You Lead Matters. But also, most importantly, check out the website. It's actually pretty cool at striveleadership.org. We have so many resources there. You get a chance to stay connected with us. You get a chance to also give so that way we can keep on giving this awesomeness that we've been doing. So... Until then, much love to everyone. Thank you so much for listening.